Welcome to Patch Notes. We're back. We're here to chat about all the news that's fit. Uh, well, not to print. We shouldn't be printing any of this. Uh, but uh, consider the environment and do not print this email. Uh, but John and I are here to record all this news. Uh, John, hello. Hi. What's up? Not much. I. Uh, how How are you doing? Not great. The uh, I've okay. talked before about the um, the Mexican taco truck, the fantastic taco truck. Oh no! What happened? Well, the uh, nothing happened to the truck itself except it moved uh, because the um, the gas station it's at got like closed down by the state. Um, oh well, I mean, they got it, it's like it's been fenced off. It's got caution tape everywhere. I asked someone about it. Uh, it's both undergoing like a safety review, and mm-hmm. also they're thinking about they're 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 like because the reason it has to undergo that review is because they've like contracted uh builders out to put in like a convenience store there because it's one of like the you know very few uh stations left around there where it's just a car wash and just the station with just a a toll uh, with a with an attendance booth instead of having like you know the the highs or the whatever it is with the convenience store and all the bad food um, but apparently huh. it, it, once that's all done it's the the truck plans are coming back but you know who knows when that's going to be? Oh man, do they have a new location or anything? Can you they get there? They do. I, I, have to, I have to somewhere? go like find them. It's like hunt them down. I um, bet they I'm have some sure sort of media are. presence, right? Like somewhere. Sort of. I mean, it's uh, it's you know it's it's uh, owned by um, uh, first and second generation immigrants, um, and I don't speak Spanish very well. Um, and time they're, to learn. They're all, well, yeah, yes, time to learn. Cancel the um, podcast. We're teaching you Spanish. They don't really have a. I, they they mostly communicate through. They have they have uh, those menus they hand out, obviously, but they don't really. Mm-hmm. They, they have like a like half of a presence online. They have a presence online that clearly someone in the family that owns it has been told is their job, but is they aren't. Yeah. you know they're not professionally trained. They're working that. at it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a work in progress. So it's maybe not know, their only job, but as far as the truck goes, too. Yeah. I would so, guess. So, so figuring out where they're at is going to be, you know, eventually I will crave the talk. They're fantastic tacos enough to go do it. Well, they have to. They'll probably reach out to you since they always give you so many carnitas. Yes, I have yes, to assume uh, they 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 know me by name, and no, they don't. They don't know me by name. They can't get. In they do. They me, know you. Uh, no, anyway, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, that's. A bummer. Um, yeah, so but, one of the many, many huge problems facing America right now is Jonathan's taco truck has briefly uh, changed locations. <laughs> That's right. Um, and uh, and, and woe betide Jonathan uh, and any of his ilk who want tacos. Um but all the other stuff that's happening, there's uh, police uh, not getting uh, prosecuted for murdering people. The president's not going to leave office. Uh, so basically, it is exactly the same as it was last time we recorded. Yep. Um, very cool situation going on. Um, so yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about games. Yeah, games. There was big news this week. There was big uh, news this week. I thought it was going to be bigger. Yeah, we were just talking about this, but it is. It is big. Um, so uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda Entertainment. Um, 
believe it's called Bethesda. Uh, Zenimax is the holding studio. Zenimax. Zenimax it's, Media. Have you ever Bethesda heard any more Softworks. holding studio name as than Zenimax? Yeah, like uh, what is it? Alphabet. Google's one. Google's, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Holding company. But that's kind of a joke. Like that's that's a that's they they know that that's silly. Like they. Right, like Alphabet is. That's, I mean, that's... it's it took on a bit of a sinister tone when you think about Alphabet agencies, FBI, NSA. Oh CIA. well, yeah, okay, that's fair. But at least insofar as um, Google means it, that's like a joke. Like mm-hmm. they they mean that as a gag. Um, Zenimax is not a gag. No, um, Bethesda is a Softworks, not a entertainment or a studios. Bethesda uh-huh. Softworks. Uh, Softworks. They're named for Bethesda, Maryland. They're um, right down the road um, for arbitrary definitions of right down. Um, are you gonna are you gonna go visit them? Absolutely not. I do know. I have no. Well, I have known people who've worked there. I'm, uh, most of them have moved on since then because you know what the turnover is like in that industry. Uh, I've heard. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, weird that Bethesda Zenimax is this big. Uh, not particularly weird to me that they bought them though. Seven point five billion dollars, which is the sale price, uh, in liquid. It was it wasn't leveraged. It wasn't debt financed or anything. It was just wow. Here is the cash. That's cool. I would accept that money. Uh, yeah, if I, I were the owner of Zenimax. I'm assuming the board members like Cal Ripken Jr. and Robert Altman and uh, no, no, the Trump that was on that board just died. It was uh, Donald's younger brother, Robert. Robert Trump, yeah, the, not uh, Robert Altman. No, not Robert Altman. As far as I know, Altman I was like, was "Wow, that's a cool board member." No, no, no. Robert Altman was on the board. I'm oh, really? Sure. Yeah. Let me oh, okay, that is a cool board member. And Cal Ripken, yeah, there's some cool, some cool names on there. Yes, he is the chair. Maybe it's not the same Robert Altman. Let me check. <laughs> Maybe not. Is it the same Cal Ripken? It is a different Robert Altman. Okay, well that, that that's how that that sense. makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, I do think it's it would be funny if it was Billy Ripken. And no, it's not. Billy. Only, it is the actual Cal Ripken that was his only board. contribution to the to the board is just uh, showing them the fuck face card every so often, so they can all laugh. Yeah. Um, anyway, they got uh, even richer off of this, obviously. Um, as the board are the people who get paid the most in these transactions. Whoa! Really? Point, yeah. <laughs> And seven point five million dollars is a lot of money. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't uh, trickle that down to the workers, did they? Weird. No. No. It all went to Todd Howard. Ah. Okay. Good. Finally, Mr. Howard's big payday. So yeah. Uh, basically, what this means um, in the short term is like nothing. Uh, well, <laughs> it, not not nothing. It means that Microsoft now has um, more exclusives. Uh, coming out on the PS5 than it does on the Xbox Series X um, because it purchased a company that is two PlayStation exclusives and previously they have had one Xbox exclusive. I was told by people on Reddit that uh, that this w- this meant the end of the of the PS1 fanboys and now the Xbox Master Race was going to take over. Oh yeah, definitely. You should always listen to those guys. Um, yeah, the two exclusive games are Arcane Studios Deathloop, which was recently delayed, actually, so it's now out of the launch window, I believe. Oh, boy, one of the only games I cared about at launch. That's yeah. bad news. Um, and, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the studio, but it's Ghostwire Tokyo is the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, let me figure That's out a good one studio. to get. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, it is Tango Gameworks. Um, 
which I believe is owned fully by Bethesda, they are doing the publishing as well. Okay. Uh, so it's one of it's one of those other strange deals when uh, Microsoft bought Obsidian, which will be a, yeah, who we'll be getting to in a second, um, with relationship to this news, uh, they oh, yeah. were already locked in for some kind of exclusive. It was an exclusive publishing deal with, it was the Outer Worlds. Um, it was I think they were locked in with Take Two. Does that sound right? Yeah, it sounds right. It sounds like one of those. No, one no, of those no. Studios it's that it's I... private. It's private. It's t- all right. It's Take Two and it's private division. All right. Okay. Yeah, Take Two always shows up as one of those places that I assume published Ratchet and Clank. And, yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but in my mind, it is. I don't is. think so. I think. Wait, maybe it is. Sure. I mean, it, it, even if it's not, it's true. Um. No, that was actually published directly by Sony. Okay. Well. Uh, but it's but you're correct. It's not factual, but it is true. Yes. Um But yeah, so they they picked up uh just a huge portfolio of games. Like the obvious ones are going to be the Fallout franchise. <laughs> now they have to slap the Microsoft name on Fallout 76. I wonder if they Very got a cool. discount for that. Um I, No, they didn't I get can't... a discount because they paid 7.5 million dollars for this uh, enterprise. I mean, it's less than they'd pay for some. I think, yeah, like, well, you know, all right, so if you bought dis- Facebook. The discussion around, um, so the last studio that Microsoft was attached to in terms of buying, in terms of this sort of huge deal, was uh, WB Games, WB Interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when Warner Brothers, uh, I, bl- I believe at the beginning of this year, they basically said, told the industry, uh, these guys are on the auction block, we're listening to offers. Yeah. Um, and the conversations, obviously, were always going to be about Microsoft. Microsoft is the biggest player in that field. Um, I think there were also, like, rumors about Google, you know, because of the Stadia thing. But that was always felt like back-solved. Like, did, you see the, did you see the post where there was – I think it was, again, a Reddit post, but it was some deeply depressing Reddit called, like, R Stadia that I didn't even know existed. And uh, it said, like, Stadians, I think, were in trouble when they saw this <laughs> news. <laughs> Well, they're def- nothing, definitely nothing sadder than that. They're definitely in trouble now because uh, just today Amazon announced a competitor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Luna. We'll get to that, I guess. Um, I, I like honestly. There's not much if, to say. <laughs> if you think, if you, if any of you like really think that this, that these uh, streaming services are going to be real at any point, um, I have several bridges that I've been meaning to get rid of. Negative latency. Yeah, that's right. They're really being sold. I, I know we've been over this before in a previous episode, but at least Stadia was being sold by some silver-tongued grifter con man fuck in Google. I'm sorry I, I if the, the relevant silver-tongued grifter con man fuck, I, who I know has a name and a, a title, eventually listens to this, but this is really an attaboy. I hope they don't um, because then they'll they'll definitely grift me because this yeah they're very good at it yeah they actually sold to someone higher up in that company the idea that they'd have something called negative latency where an AI or machine learning would predict the player's next moves and That's do so it good. for them before they did it so that so they could funny. send the data out before it happened. So that it would look completely responsive. So funny. Insane. Insane idea. I love it so much because like you can definitely see how you can convince like some exec about that it would work. Mm -hmm. And 
also how it is just like truly the most bonkers idea possible i'm trying to think like a fighting game trying to do that with a fighting game (laughs) if they put out if if stadia or this new amazon thing whose name i have not learned yet luna um, we are running out of brand names oh yeah that's bad um but if either of those things come out for real and like really actually like produce some sort of i don't know like um i don't know like real game system that people are purchasing and playing on um I have to play a fighting game on those systems yeah. just to see what it's like. It's like incredibly funny to me. I'm like now considering like is is there going to be like AI rubber banding on the negative latency AI? Oh, <laughs> that would be so good. Does it, get, does it get better or worse depending on it, on your skill level or where you are, <laughs> how many wins you have? Um, but no. Um, so yeah, Microsoft uh, was going to buy uh, WB Interactive, and the the sale price on that was quoted at about four billion. Was what okay. they, was what the rumor was. Just seems um, like completely reasonable if you think about it. I well, WB Interactive has a big portfolio, um, and you'd be getting like the Mortal Kombat IP as part mm-hmm. of that. Um, yeah, but, and uh, wouldn't you get Batman as well? Is that still WB Games? Well, Batman, it yes, no. They because WB is never going to sell the Batman IP in perpetuity. Never. Mm-hmm. They're only going to license. Good it. sense. Um, you could buy the assets, the engines, the underlying stuff. I think, I forget if Rocksteady, uh, is actually a first party studio for them. Rocksteady Games, who owns them? Yes, they are. uh, Rocksteady Studios is owned by, uh, is part of the WB ecosystem. So you'd get Rocksteady, you'd get all of their assets and architectures and obviously employees and design personnel and all that stuff. But I have to assume the IP would stay with Warner Brothers. <laughs> it would be really funny if they just sold the IP of Batman. Well, I mean, it's, you know, we've seen... we've For seen $45 billion. What, we've seen what's something. going on with the idea of selling an IP in a limited format with what's still going on between Sony and Marvel with uh-huh. Disney. Because Sony still holds the rights to make Spider-Man movies. And they've gone to courts, well, not courts, arbitrators, a couple different times to figure out what is and what isn't a Spider-Man as far as that goes. And, uh, you know, Venom falls under the Sony remit. Oh, oh, to be be an arbitrator to determine what a Spider-Man is. Yeah, Spider-Woman is part of the Sony remit, but Black Widow is not because she's a different kind of spider. (laughs) <laughs> Makes sense, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's sure, why not? Um, so, uh, but they took uh, WB Games off the market in, I think it was the 1st of September. And then not three weeks later, uh, Bethesda's out here doing, you know, uh, Microsoft's out here making this money move. Extremely funny. Because um, they just they just have, you know, $7.5 billion in cash is something Microsoft can do. Just this ridiculous, you know... Small country GDP sized multinational organization, not even really small country anymore. Um, yeah, pretty sizable, honestly. And you know, if you need to throw 7.5 billion dollars at something, they can throw 7.5 billion dollars at something, especially. And I think the re- one of the reasons the um price for Bethesda was so much higher is they're getting Elder Schools online as well. Uh huh, sure. Um, stuff like that, but this really just. Uh, also, like, you know, it was a quick deal, and, you know, at some point, Microsoft is paying a premium to make, you know, problems go away. 
Like, if the problem is, oh, what are you going to do with this IP? The answer is, well, I gave you an extra billion so that you don't answer, ask me that question. <laughs> um, so what, what this leads to, the, the, the brass tacks here are that all of Bethesda's library, all the big IPs they have from the Arcane Studios stuff, uh, from Dishonored to Prey to um, the mainline studio stuff to the stuff they All of John's Id, favorite stuff yeah, Doom, is now owned by the Wolfenstein Microsoft. games the um obviously elder scrolls and fallout all of that is going on to the into the microsoft library will be bought through the uh microsoft windows store uh and more importantly for microsoft's business perspective it's going to the game pass because the game pass is microsoft's big thing that's what they want that's the ecosystem they want to feed you into that thing where you pay a rent every month to them and you just get access to a server library somewhere that sends you the games, and you play the game. It's games. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. It's and, good. Like and, it's, it's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, so instead of you get paying 60, your $60 and getting a disc, and only the disc forever, you pay your $5 a month, and you get access to the canon that this particular company owns. And things can disappear from and get added to that canon pretty much at will. That's um, correct. Uh, and, you know, the days of, and we'll talk about this a bit more when we get to the PS5, which is seeing an increase in game cost, by the way, to $70. I think that's actually going to be for both consoles. Uh, but, Doesn't surprise me too much, yeah. Uh, but we're seeing, you know, the end of game ownership. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and that's been, I mean, that's been coming with all sorts of media. Yep. And, and like, just... both, the X, both Microsoft and Sony are selling two different versions of their consoles at launch. Uh, one is the full version um you know the with all the tricks and the bits and the bobs and those are going to be uh i want to say it's uh, 4.99 for the xbox uh, for the playstation 5 and 5.99 for the xbox i think it's the other way around one sec i mean i i very well could be wrong let's be let's be honest here xbox pricing you have to have a chart you have to have an xbox pricing chart at this point uh <laughs> to figure out all this stuff because there's so many, you know, the Xbox Series X is the most, uh, is the flagship, the high-performing one. And the mm-hmm. Xbox Series S is the, you know, the secondary, the stream box, the one that looks like a speaker. And the Xbox One X is the <laughs> second version of the Xbox One that everybody got confused and thought was the Xbox Series X. And so sales of the Xbox One X have gone up 700% on Amazon because a bunch of people who didn't read carefully just ordered the last-gen box. We Um, absolutely love swindling parents out of money. Yeah. So the the Series X is 500, which is the full, complete box. The Series S is 300. I believe the big difference between those two boxes is that the X, the full one, is 4K uh, integrated. It does all the, the neat bits and bops for your giant uh, $6,000 television, your 98-screen mm-hmm. monster, 98-inch screen monster, um, while the S has a smaller hard drive and maxes out, I believe, at outputting at 1080p um, or whatever the, 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 the right below 4K one was. Yeah. Um, and as for the PlayStation 5, uh, 
it's the PlayStation 5 is not quite the same. It's 499 it's the same as the Xbox Series X at the high end. So the full PlayStation 5 is also $500. And then the okay. the PlayStation 5 digital edition, which is they're calling their their downgrade is $400. Uh, and the dip, but the difference between those two boxes isn't technical in terms of how well what, what games they can handle. You know, there's no, yeah, it truly it truly is just it's just a disc drive. Is there yeah, this game ha- you can own you can own games on this one you can on the other one. Yeah, um, or you can oh, excuse me you can own the games but you, you can download interact them with from physical a, media. Yeah, on you the, can't on right the big box. Um, so that's sort of where that's going. Microsoft bought Bethesda because the big thing for this generation is going to be libraries. I think we're going to basically get away from physical media by the time mm-hmm. this this generation is through. Like I by sort the time of think this episodes out. <laughs> yeah, I, I I sort of think that the people buying the PlayStation Five with the disc drive in it, thinking, "Oh, I'm still going to be able to play all this uh, all this physical media I'm going to get because I'm going to be one of the people who owns his games." I think those people are going to be playing themselves. By the end of the mm. by the end of the cycle, I think we're going to be gone, done with, with physical distribution, sort of. By by the time we're done with this cycle, um, that or society will collapse. Um, in which case, I guess they'll win. I guess there'll be a time when you can, you know, there will be time now. Says says the gamer as he plugs <laughs> in his, t- his physical media and and finally sits down to play. Um, I, I don't know, Obliv- Elder Scrolls Oblivion, on the original disc. It is funny to think about. Uh, who ends up playing themselves if the world ends? Uh, I think it's all of us. I think we all think do. It's, it's, it's all of us. Yeah. Yeah, we all we all end up playing ourselves at that point. All right. So back to Bethesda. Um, Microsoft gets a great deal here. The thing that like everybody on my timeline cared about is was speculation that because uh, now that Bethesda and uh, Obsidian Entertainment are under the same roof, ownership mm-hmm. roof. Uh, that now New Vegas 2 can happen. And it's my theory that nothing yeah, is, is less people likely. People are super excited about that, it, I, it like, which is truly just nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> It's not going to happen. One, Bethesda has already said that they're still publishing their own games. This is this You can translate that very clearly. And what that says, that they're, since they're still going to be published under the, under the Bethesda imprint and not the Microsoft Games imprint, is that they're still going to have control over their IP. That at mm-hmm. least for now, until... You know, restructuring and reorganization happens within the company, which is you know going to be um, imminent. Im- imminent, yeah. And you know, these things happen all the time. The future is uncertain, and the end is always near. Um, but for now, everyone at Bethesda still seems to be reporting to the exact same people they reported to before the sale, and mm. it's the same structure. And it's just you know, at that area above the C-suite at Bethesda, where it meets with Microsoft, is where those conversations happen and obviously the valuations now go to Microsoft there's accounting stuff there and you know that all that stuff changes but as far as we've seen from news um, the actual way games get made at Bethesda's kind of gonna remain unchanged I mean mm-hmm. Microsoft isn't buying them to renovate they're buying no, them to that... get the creative output to get that imprimatur yeah, you want you want the you want the titles. You want to be able to make money off of the titles, and you want to be you want to have control over where they're published. And yeah, it's like it, it it would be very strange if they were purchasing them to uh, like Gotten impose some people, sort of yeah. yeah. And I mean, this is like so like 
one of the things that I, I tweeted about this and like my, I said, like, you know, like you, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed what happened when, uh, when one company, uh, grabbed all the, all the, uh, TV you liked watching, um, cause it's about to happen to video games and a bunch of people were like, uh, well, look, like it looks like they're just letting them do what they want still, or, oh, well, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Like you can't, you can't possibly know. The first thing to say is, um, what John has said, like, is, is they don't want to, I mean, there's, they have zero interest in, in taking over somehow, like, you know, making Bethesda into Microsoft, like that would be silly. There's, there's no point to it. The other thing to say is Microsoft has already said that they will be, um, this isn't, this isn't the end. They, they are planning on buying some more companies. So like, ultimately what this is going to end up meaning is, um, you know, people are excited about Fallout New Vegas too, you know, God bless them. I hope it happens. I don't. You know, whatever. I don't. I, I hope it does not happen because I know that with the way that the companies are organized right now, it's going to be a Todd Howard project. Oh, yeah. Good like, point. It's going to be the, the best possible of all possible worlds for that project, if it happens right now, is the Fallout team of Bethesda helms it with uh, studio assistance from Obsidian mm-hmm. in the writing and, you know, probably design departments. Um, Which isn't even a really great outcome. No, it means Bethesda's still in the driver's seat. There's like, there's no possible world where Microsoft like takes the Fallout IP from Bethesda, hands it to Obsidian against Bethesda's wishes, and like allows Obsidian to develop it in a walled garden. Which is, I mean, let's be clear, that would be funny. It would be very funny. I would love to see the internal emails. Do you know? I, I did a bit about this on Twitter, but it would be fantastic for Microsoft to go around buying up all these game studios and buy two of the most respected, like, quote-unquote prestige developers in Western gaming just to reignite, like, a decades-old beef over (laughs) the New Vegas Metacritic score on their internal forums. be so funny. For those who aren't aware, um, Obsidian missed the uh, bonus they would have been paid by Bethesda for um, uh, New Vegas uh, by one point. It was the, the the requirement was they hit an eighty five Metacritic score they hit an eighty four, um, and there was a lot of rumored well, bad I, blood, alleged bad blood about really? stuff like that. Based on uh, not paying off of one point difference, well, huh? that, that, they didn't like that. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, in, in fairness to uh, everybody in question, the reviewers in question, uh, when um, Fallout New Vegas launched, it was a buggy piece of shit. In additional yeah. fairness to Obsidian, the reason it was a buggy piece of shit is because they were building it on a buggy piece of shit from Beth- from Bethesda Softworks. Um, you know, they didn't build that engine themselves. <laughs> they, they were using the Fallout 3 tools, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, um, they were. And also, Bethesda, from what I recall of that time period, Bethesda was not the supportive PR partner that they should have been in the run-up to release because a mm-hmm. lot of these issues were going to be, you know, th- that that whole time period is is hard to talk about because obviously nobody's still in a position of power at either of those two studios, and there still are there are a number of people from um, that time period on both sides are still there. Uh, no mm-hmm. one's going to talk about that stuff in public, especially not now that they're under the same umbrella. No, why would they? But it would Absolutely be very not. very yeah. funny to see what those list what that list ser- list serve would look like or that slack um, if they uh, uh, decided to pursue that project. I did see that uh, City made like a tweet with the shrugging guy text emoji when people <laughs> asked them about it, which is um, 
on the day it's of the sale. It's a good tweet. Good, yeah, good it's, choice. It's the, it's the only real response you can have. I think that it's like what I mean by like I hope they make it. I I agree with you. I hope they don't. But like you know, I hope that these you know these partnerships somehow I don't know re reignite these uh, these games that are these like fun um, uh, you know uh, I'm trying to think cult classics right mm-hmm. like that would be cool like it would be really neat if like all of a sudden it was like oh yeah we're we're doing um, we're really doing it. We're doing uh, uh, like a really good Psychonauts two, or like we're doing like we're doing a Psychonauts we're doing... two is happening. Well, okay, all right, sorry, <laughs> I forgot. I know Beyond Good and Evil two is happening. I forgot the Psychonauts two is happening. But like, yeah, like I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example, and I can't. But well, like, yeah, see, that's the thing because all these IPs the... are getting bought and, and remade. Yeah, but that's the dream, right? Like the yeah. dream is, oh, they're gonna make the game that I really love, and they're gonna do it right this time, and it's gonna be a sequel, and it's gonna be really cool, and and like. That would be cool. I don't want to. I don't want to say anyone shouldn't hope for their favorite game getting remade or whatever. That's like that's fine. That's like you know. I hope it does too. But for your for for their sake. But the thing that's going to happen is these games are actually like whatever ones don't get remade. Much like what has happened. What happened with Disney. Like the games that are you know embarrassing for whatever reason to the parent company are going to be memory hold and you're never going to see them again. Um, and that's what happens when these places buy up like it doesn't matter if microsoft is like hands off they're not going to keep a game around that they don't feel is good um and and that's what's going to happen the game you like is going to be one of the ones they're like we got to get rid of this thing and stuff enters and leaves game pass all the time just like netflix just like all your favorite streaming services yep Um, that's right so look forward to um that whole thing i mean i don't know who knows? Who knows what it's going to look like? But it's not. It's not very. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't have a lot of optimism for it. And yeah. I, I don't mean to sound like a Debbie Downer or whatever. But like, it really is truly like. I don't know how you can look at this and see something positive coming out of it. It is not good when a company like Microsoft acquires all the other companies. Mm-hmm. That is. Um, I don't believe in capitalism or you know the the free market competition or whatever. But like. On the other hand, I mean, I monopoly really, capitalism is even worse. Is even worse. Yeah, <laughs> if the free market's not great, but the monopoly capitalism far, far worse. Yeah, I mean, like capitalism as operating ideally has well has one never existed, just the same way that real true communism has never existed. To its detractors, but um, <laughs> you know, to the extent that real true com- uh, capitalism works, it's entirely small individual actors. There's no accumulation of capital. There's no, you know, there like uh, Adam Smith was really kind of strong about this in his original conception of it because he was he was looking at frontier economies. That's sure. what he was looking at. Like he was looking at mercantilism. And he was trying to find ways to do better merca- mercantilism in the context of empire, uh, imperial distribution of resources. He was not looking at the shit we have today. Um, right, and like it, it is, it is like, you know. It's not to say that that like I wish I wish the free market allowed competition because this is going to like smother out competition. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe on some level I do mean that, but not in the way of saying like I think competition is very good. The, the, what I'm saying here is this is going to make it far far worse, and the homogenization that's going to happen. Um, you know, we've seen it with like the Marvel movies, right? Yeah. Like, would you say it's even gonna even people who like Marvel movies would say? 
yeah, these are just the same movie over and over yeah. and over and over and over again. Yep. Um, we got a break from them this year, though. Uh, the first year in, in says yeah has has struck a a, vec, uh, a blow for victory. Twenty twenty, um, can you not? Yes. Um, they'll all be back next year and worse. However, um, so that's the biggest news. I think we sort of combined uh, Microsoft Bethesda and the PlayStation Five announcement. Uh, that's good. Although, no, did you see the Final Fantasy trailer? Yeah, I saw parts of it. I I also saw that it's uh, Yoshi P's team from yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen helming it, which is. Uh, I, I got to say one of those good news, bad news things for me in that, like, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that the um, I'm sure that the game will be great because uh, Yoshi P is amazing. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 is my favorite of the series by far and not just because of the gameplay um, or even sometimes in spite of the gameplay. It is it is just the, the writing in it is just so sharp and the plotting is incredible. Um and that's not all Yoshi P, but it's some of it. Like you know, yeah. you know he, he started from a Realm Reborn, and really just like, you know, this is the guy who looked at the old Final Fantasy and said, "Yeah, okay, like, um, go play World of Warcraft for a year, so you can find out how a game actually works, you idiots." And like, it started from there. Like, just a smart dude. Um, shame for Final Fantasy fourteen, but uh, you know, hopefully we'll keep on keeping on. I mean. Uh, they should I'm excited though. Yeah, I like if there's someone who uh, is going to handle the dark uh, Game of Thrones Final Fantasy where we must kill the crystals, um, which is what this looks like. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, then I'd rather be you know the guy with who has like uh, like a three year track straight track record of bangers. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like there's the yeah. if you you know. People will point out and say like, oh, you know, Stormblood, the second, uh, yeah, the second, well, I guess it's the the third X-Pack, yeah, the third X-Pack, uh, because technically A Realm Reborn was an X-Pack, but really it was just a complete, you know, re restart of the game. Um, people say, oh, Stormblood's the worst out of the three. That's still, like, the best Final Fantasy game, if you just take it in isolation. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's gonna, I, I have a lot of hope for it, um, all right, so you know, did you see the end? No, I didn't right. actually watch all the way through the trailer. So I watched bits and pieces. The end of the trailer, and most of the trailer all the way through, features... Uh, the end has two guys, or two faces, saying a single sentence, like, I'm going to kill you, or something like that. It's a bit more, okay. it's a bit more memorable and, you know, has more gravitas than I'm going to kill you. But There's nothing more memorable that has more gravitas than what, that. What happens is you see is you're staring straight on at a person, at this guy, and he's obviously the protagonist, and it's like young, fresh-faced version of him, and then it, you know, it's replaced by a guy who looks exactly the same, with but he has a beard and a facial tattoo. Oh, it's Final Fantasy Looper, sweet. Yeah, see, here's the thing: is it is that like young protagonist and old protagonist who has been grizzled by war and darkness and having to, you know, uh, Game of Thrones the child or something? Or are they like twins or clones or some weird alternate universe shit? Because the, the guy with the face tattoo and the beard doesn't look older. Mm -hmm. Now, but, but no one looks older because in it's Final anime. Fantasy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's I, just if he doesn't have gray hair, I don't know what you're gonna do with it. Yeah, they look exactly um, the same age. I'm holding out hope that it is like a weird clones like brothers situation because Wars of Brothers are uh, are, are real high fantasy catnip. 
Um, yeah, I just like I, I and getting a face tattoo like no, like dude, you don't have to do that. Like maybe your I hope brother I really it. hope that it is not a war of brothers because um, or like clones because I'm like. You know, I, and I don't think they got there in the remake. I haven't played Final Fantasy VII remake yet, but the like, I am I am one of the people who just thinks the Zack stuff was terrible in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII, and it, it would be cool if that was not uh, part of this next game. Well, I mean, I they, could, they could just be brothers who hate each other. That's yeah, what that I was would be going better. For. Like, I, that's what that I would thought. be way better. Because I mean, you can't have two guys like you can't cut like that and then have like two forces collide on the screen because immediately what happens afterwards is like a red and blue fireball smash into each other. Cool. Um, And so, you know, my read on that, you know, the narrative continuity here is telling me these two guys who look the same are going to kill each other. Therefore, that makes them twins or something. But, you know, most other people seem to have interpreted it as a time jump. And I hate time skips. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like if you put a major time skip in your story, it's like telling me, okay, so... Only two thirds of the plot are going to happen on screen, <laughs> right? Um, I think the only game that's really, really pulled out a time skip as a value add is Ocarina of Time. There, I know there have yeah. been a bunch of games that have time skips in them that have been where the time skip has just been non detrimental to it, and that's fine. But I think the only game with a time skip that is actually good for the game itself is Ocarina of Time, and that's also a time travel game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and like I the the other time skip I've heard of recently is a, the game I'm sort of playing through now uh, Rune Factory 4 has a time skip but it impacts the plot not at all it's when your character has a kid mm-hmm. and it time skipped 5 years so that the character so that the kid character could be interesting and changes nothing else oh. and I respect that like a non green like red dead I don't care <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't care about this kid's in- infancy please make the kid interesting to me yeah. like all right I'm with you there. That's cool. Yeah, one of the games that was raised to me about this was Red, the original Red Dead Redemption. Um, mm-hmm. Spoilers for a 10-year-old or 12-year-old game, uh, but at the end of the game, you die. Your character gets killed, uh, and then there is a time skip for his teenage son growing up to become old enough so that you can he, he can replace his father as the protagonist that you run around in with the exact same animation set and move <laughs> set and all that. Cool. To, uh, f- to, you know, finish off the last two quests. And, you know, I didn't think it detracted from the game, but, you know, that's not the kind of time skip that really gets my respect. You gotta give me that Well, yeah, not detracts is not the same as adds. Yeah. Um, so, new Harry Potter game. <laughs> Hear about that? Yeah. Uh, Can you yeah. go anywhere without hearing about uh, that, the... the transphobe queen of the British Isles these days. Oh, God. You know, the funniest thing about, about this, I, I think the the one thing I've really liked about this is how, like, there there was a there was a trans, like, uh, poster. I, I don't know who it was. I don't think it was someone I follow. But uh, they had a funny post where they were, like, uh, they, they had, like, a, an image macro or something, and it was, like, um, my friends who want to play the, uh, the new Harry Potter game, uh, and then me giving out indulgences to be able to play it. And then like the internal thing they were exchanging was like games on my steam wish list. Like <laughs> I like the idea of like trans trans people being like, okay, if you want to play this game, just like pay the fine. Like <laughs> I don't care. Um, the thing that's been irritating about all this has been, um, has been the, uh, 
the whole discussion of like, well, doesn't it hurt the developers yeah. that you aren't buying this game? Um, what it has been pretty much proven uh, by developers in the past that no, it doesn't. Not really. Um, you could not buy a game you don't find morally interesting. Um, I'm sure the game's going to be fine. It's a big budget game. Um, yeah, I, I don't know I, how you. I don't know how you play these games at this point. Like I, I don't know how you interact with Harry Potter unless you're just like, oh, I'm reading it to my kids and like, I'll just like not bring up what this lady became. Yeah, do- like if you want to do that, go with God. But like. I don't know how you buy her new stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, divorced entirely from the fact that Rowling is going to make money off of this and the uh, moral compromises involved with gaming that game, knowing that. <laughs> I just don't know what kind of game this is going to be. Like, is this going to be a Hogwarts theme park? Like, but you're you're running around in it? Because obviously magic mm-hmm. isn't real and you can't run around in an, an, a real-life theme park waving a wand and casting spells. Uh, like, what's the plot? Like, it takes apparently it takes place in the 1800s, um, but it's still going to be racially integrated, of course, um, and and gender naturally, of course. Well, how, how dare you say otherwise? It will have, it will have integration for cis women at, at least. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh God! Oh God! What if they put a trans character in there? Oh, I really hope they don't. Uh, I would be so upset because they, they've made a, a real a real big deal about how Rowling is not involved at all. In the creative aspect of the game, uh, her name. Oh, would be... well, okay. Then it might be interesting. I, uh, it's never been interesting, no. has it? Like, no. I, I would say the missing was kind of interesting, and then, and then, uh, Swery also kind of just stepped in it with that. So, uh, Swery, I, I don't know. as far as I'm aware, Swery at least was doing it in good faith and fixed it, um, or tried to fix oh, it. Oh yeah, apologized like um, after he screwed and up. I think he patched, but, um... he patched something about it too. Uh, no, I mean, so the missing was pretty was pretty solid. Yeah. I feel like the thing that was patched, uh, but like there was a, there was a thing. I was thinking online. about Deadly Premonition too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, oh, that was the thing. Yeah, that was the thing where he responded and people were like, "Hey, this is bad." And uh, his response initially was sort of like, Ooh, it's "Not your best response, King." Um, but like again, like I don't know anything in. I can't think of anything in gaming that has been like a home run when it's been like we've introduced a trans person without having trans um, creators. Yeah, exactly. That's the main problem. And like, I can guarantee you, this game is not going to be like replete with trans creators because it's part of the game industry and part of the game ecosystem that doesn't reward trans creators. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. I just I don't know what you're gonna. It's in the 1800s. Uh, it's like I get it is obviously a prequel. To the um, <laughs> no time travel back into the 1800s. Yeah, Harry Potter. It's a prequel not only to the Harry Potter books, but to the prequel books slash movies <laughs> that Rowling's been involved in that take place in the Americas. Um, at least I believe. Very weird. Very Americas. odd choice, honestly. Um, like I don't. I don't think a lot of people were like were clamoring in the Harry Potter communities to see what happened in the 1800s to wizards. But well, for, at I least for the game, it's it's. One, you don't have to – setting it afterwards is a no-go because modern technology, um, Brexit. <laughs> Do you imagine a Harry Potter game that dealt with Brexit? Oh, I – honestly oh, – Like when I said man. Brexit, I meant – I sort of meant more like economically in the sense. Yeah. But no, then I thought, oh, Brexit as it – like watchdogs dealing with Brexit is already extremely direly funny. Um, this would be – it would be very funny to watch Wizards deal with Brexit. But no, yeah. Like, it, wizard. 
like Wexit, like there'd be like a wizard Brexit. Well, they already some did. sort of wizard like, maybe, Candace maybe Owens or something. Maybe we we're playing Wexit in this old game as well, um, because <laughs> oh no, you know the the because obviously like the world didn't really progress much in the Harry Potter times because there was, it was it's sort of like it was already it was still the eighteen hundreds um, when they went to school in those books. It would be really cool if, like, it was exactly the same and the whole point of Harry Potter was it wasn't everything better before, like, uh, that back in the good old Victorian era. Yeah, before Congress. I would like, I would like that to be the, Yeah, well, oh, that, yeah. That's well, when, that that's when the mages res- withdrew from the world. Uh, when, uh, Is that right? When the Tsar was killed. Uh, I'm not, I don't think so. I think, think she tied it to, uh, Rowling tied it to World War II. Um, well, you know what? Uh, a lot of people lost their ponies then, yeah, so we true. shouldn't make fun. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, I'm not super interested in it in the same, and you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I find Rowling's politics repulsive and, 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 you know, would never remotely even begin to defend them. Um, she is an absolute opportunist and a Mumsnet sort of spokesperson and Mumsnet is like, I don't know if uh, a bunch of the Reddit people were, uh, suddenly parents, uh, just the worst people in the world. Um, I think that might actually be unfair to Reddit. Uh, yeah, honestly. Oh, okay. I should have said 4chan. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there are some people on Reddit that aren't as bad as the Mosnet people. I mean, they, uh, truly, just vile, vile people. Um, but so the thing is, like, yeah, I think I think she is awful. I think her politics are terrible. Um, She's also just the reason boring. I'm not interested in the game has nothing to do with that. I, I'm happy not to support it for that, but I'm just not interested in this game for the same reason I wasn't interested in, like, the Star Wars game. Yeah. The the Souls-like Star Wars game. Like, I just don't care. Like, I, I just... I I don't know. A licensed game like this is just totally uninteresting to me. I don't know what you'd have to license to make the game interesting to me. Like, even watching the funny Avengers, like, glitch clips, I just... I don't care. Well, Avengers was arguably worse than Anthem at launch. Uh, so... It was extremely funny. Yeah. Let me let me let me be clear. I don't think we we've had a, a episode since uh, Avengers came out. So I've been watching. So for for my take on Avengers, just go watch uh, Chris Person's wonderful highlight reel, um, and just just watch all the ways that Cap's face can uh, can like come in late and uh, and look like a horrifying ghoul uh, melting upon your screen. Nice. It's great. It's a perfect. Oh God! It's so it's so badly it's so badly done. All right, so let's wrap up with some good stuff. Uh, yeah, Sega is developing a live action uh, Yakuza film. Um, I'll watch it. Absolutely. I mean, talk about like a a, a franchise that like could um, support the um, the live action, right? Yeah. Like, there are so many franchises in video games that went to live action that wouldn't work. Um, I can think of a couple that would have worked off the top of my head. Like I, I feel like Max Payne, given the given a better shot, would have been good. Um, obviously, oh God, it did yeah. not work out for Max Payne, but you could see that working. Um, Worst possible implementation. Yeah, not great. Um, I think there's like the the you know the Doom movie had the fun first person shooter thing, which is kind of fun, but it was like not played at all like it was um enjoyable or fun yeah i think that uh, that was a mess of a movie carl urban before he was carl urban i think that was the rock the role that convinced the rock never to play a villain again yeah yeah um which is a shame yeah uh but yeah i mean i i think like ultimately 
a lot of video game movies just aren't good for for this like sonic right like i know we gave people we gave the people at sonic a lot of credit because we felt very bad for them hey that they had uh, to... looking at the releases this year yes sonic was this year uh they that could be an oscar contention just because nothing else got released it would be very funny L let me be clear i want sonic to win an oscar because that would be hilarious but the the thing about it is like you know we, we all sort of just like were kind to them because I mean, we we all know how much work they had to do to get, basically to get over uh, Ugly the Sonic. studio just saying, freaking out and saying like, oh no, everyone's making fun of us, fix Sonic. Um, so we were nice, yeah. right? But I, come on, that's not a good movie franchise. No. Sonic, <laughs> not, Sonic not even a cop. little. No, not, not, yeah, not, it's, never, it's not terrible. But Yakuza is a great movie franchise idea. See, I, that is like that works. I'm worried they're going to ruin me. it though. Like they're not going to have enough. Oh sure, dancing or side quests. It's just going to. be I like mean, a yes. Look, listen, Yakuza it probably movie. will be way too serious. They probably won't get the tone right at all. However, at least there's like a compelling story there. Yeah, you know there has been a Yakuza movie before. Is that right? Yeah, it was by. Uh, I'm going to fuck up his name. I've never said it out loud before. Uh, Takashi Maike? Maike? Oh, Takashi Miike. I didn't realize that he'd done a... Uh, uh, I would watch that. Miike has sort of like the perfect combination of like extraordinarily off-putting violence and uh, humor to make that work. Yeah, he um, apparently was like... Let me check the year on it. Like 2010 or something? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. If you'd like to watch something, if, if, listeners, if you'd like to watch something that will make you feel very, very uncomfortable, um, uh, you should watch his uh, Ichi the Killer, a very uncomfortable film, um, action movie. Uh, honestly, extremely memorable, even though I could not tell you what it is about. See, he's done a bunch of Yakuza movies with Yakuza in the title. Mm. Um, one, uh, you know, one is Yakuza Apocalypse, which is about Yakuza versus vampires. That's cool. Uh, yes. Like a Dragon, the movie is what it was called. Oh, okay. Um, didn't have Yakuza in the title, so I was struggling to find that's, it. Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess his filmography is so long that like, if you just guess it, Japanese properties, you know, there's a, there's a decent likelihood that he's probably touched it before. It's really incredible. I don't know when, like, I don't know how he works as much as he does. It's, he did, it's just what did wild. What did he do recently that was, yeah, he did the Blade of the Immortal movie. Sure. All right, here's his 2017. His 2017 was doing, uh, he was a, he did some TV, Idol Warrior Mi Miracle Tunes. Idol Warrior yep. Miracle okay. Tunes. And then his two movies were Blade of the Immortal and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable, the, Chapter 1. The movie? The movie. Huh. I didn't know they made a JoJo's movie. It was a live-action movie, yeah. He did, his two huh. projects that year were Blade of the Immortal and JoJo's. I've, I've seen The Blade of the Immortal. It is a perfectly competent compression of that of that manga, which I didn't really hmm. like. Um, yeah, that's fine. Huh. All right. I mean, it's... I don't know how they're going to make it better than the Mikkei version, since the Mikkei version kind of has exactly the sort of tone you'd want, I'd assume. I think, yeah, I, I think um, I've seen a clip. Maybe from, not. Someone said they saw a clip from it, and it was uh, um, uh, Kazuya or whatever his name is. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. Drinking a energy drink and powering up visibly with like flames. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you yeah, do. I cannot imagine they're going to do that in the Hollywood version. Yeah, and these are like Netflix guys, so it might just be a disaster. Um, but hey, maybe maybe we'll get a decent Yakuza movie. Sure. Uh, and then the last thing this week is the game that everyone's been playing and that I've been playing, so this will also double as my game section. Ooh, Hades, very nice. Hades came out of early access, and everyone is discovering how much they love Hades. Um, it passed a million copies sold this week, um, which is a fairly big number for a... Um, for uh, People are so into Hades now, man. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Um, it was in EA for, I believe, two years. Uh, early access for two years. Is it two? I thought it was only one. Well, you might be right. What is time anymore? Um, December 7th, 2018 is when it hit. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's like one and a half years, almost two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, time has been ticking, ticking away into the future. Um, Good. Oh, yeah, but just a fantastic <laughs> game. Um Everyone's extremely horny for all the boys and girls. Well, you know, giant stacked Olympian gods is what they all are. I mean, why um, not? Uh, you know, there's um, there, and you know, the, as I've said on this show before, the uh, the main character is a bisexual disaster, like the sort of like main like er bisexual disaster where he's got his boyfriend, his ex boyfriend yelling at him, and his ex girlfriend comes up and interrupts the the tirade so that she can yell at him too and then he comes back later and finds them like uh at a table together swapping war stories about you know what a terrible partner he is it's fantastic (laughs) Uh, and they tell him to leave obviously Um, of course yeah it's uh so hades run based um roguelike from super giant games makers of bastion uh transistor pyre and um and Hades, obviously. No, yeah, Hades is the fourth game. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, it's just, it's, it is a fantastic roguelike. It, um, it's, it, technically, it's a roguelite. Like, the, the progression aspects are fundamental to the game itself. Um, yeah, it, it feels more like a Metroidvania almost in that yeah, way. Yeah, because the, like, the glue that holds the game together is that the fact that you're doing this over and over again is part of the narrative. Like the, the idea mm. is that Zagreus, the son of Hades, the prince of hell, uh, has to escape the underworld with his father opposing him to go find his mother on the surface. Uh, okay. His mother is obviously Persephone. Uh, sorry, spoilers for Greek history, uh, Greek mythology. Yeah, I don't think you have to apologize for those spoilers. Um, Several millennia old spoiler yeah. alert. Um, so his, his goal is to get from the house of Hades, the very bottom of the underworld, and the depths of Tartarus to the surface, which is where Persephone is. Every time he loses, he okay. goes back to the bottom, and he gets laughed at by his father um, and other various denizens of the underworld, as well as uh, sometimes the bosses will come and hang out and talk to you. Um, <coughs> one of them is the aforementioned ex-girlfriend. Um, okay. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a run and progression-based, and there's all kinds of currencies you need to get to unlock stuff in the game that builds the narrative out. Um, I've put probably 200 hours into the game. Um, it's wow. actually, it's to the point where it's detrimental to me because I started playing and got a lot, all of my muscle memory in long before uh, some key features were added. 
uh, before the, like the super cast, before the stuff on the triggers. There's right and left triggers like that activate super moves now, and I just have no muscle mm. memory for that at all. Like I'll go entire yeah, that must without, be difficult. Yeah. without using my supers um, because I got 100, you know, 50 hours in before they implemented that feature. Yeah, well, that's that's your mistake for playing yes, the game and being for, an early supporter. And yeah, for for being with them from day one, I am I received nothing but punishment. Um, <laughs> no, but it's fantastic. It um, uh, it's going to be on a lot of people game people's games of the year list. Uh, it's probably going to spawn a legion of copycats, the same way that yeah, a lot of I would games like so. this do. Like when things become obvious in hindsight, you know, they tend to um a crew you know they tend to influence the developments of games already in progress and games that come after and so i think yeah. we're going to see a lot of rogue lights with story progression through runs like Hades has and i'm not saying Hades is the first to do it but i'm also saying like rogue legacy wasn't story progression like no <laughs> this is no this no, is, no not at all this is story progression. even like even yeah. something like dead cells wasn't actually story progression it was like more bosses yeah. basically um so yeah, this, is, this is like this is working the run-based structure into the narrative in a convincing way that took a lot of time to do because it's always going to take a lot of time to do like the reason that it hasn't really been done before is because it takes a lot of time and effort um and a really good hook like a good narrative hook, like escaping hell as a prince of hell, yeah. um, to justify it. Um, and I think I'm hoping they do more with it. Uh, they've sort of signaled that you know after working on this game for 20 months or whatever it is, they're kind of done Oof. with it for now. I um, bet outside of I would uh, obviously outside of like maintenance and support issues from the live team, but you know no more new content is likely to come to Hades for a while. If ever, um, it made you okay. know, and that's sort of how the game's how early access is supposed to work. When it releases, it's done. Um, I'm just you know, I'm holding out hope that there will be more content at some point down the road. Uh, yeah, maybe like a DLC or something. Yeah, even. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, I've been. I actually. I I still need to play Hades. Uh, it's like the, one of the ones that that has eluded me, but I am I am excited to try it. Uh, and now that it's, I, I don't usually wait for early access to end. That's not my thing, but um, I'll I'll take it. Um, I've been playing two games. Um, I guess the one I've been mainly playing is uh, the one I mentioned before, which is Rune Factory mm -hmm. Four, which is um, someone described as kind of like um, uh, extremely. Uh, well, someone someone said weeb, but I'm trying to come up with a better word. I, I can't. Um, it's very very like RPG. Uh, if you if you played like weird RPGs from the '90s version of uh, Stardew Valley, like it it is Stardew Valley, except there's also like a much much more robust combat system, and you know you can constantly get levels up and other things. There's fishing and farming and relationships. It's it's one of those kind of games. It's fun though. It's really good. Um, it is uh it's a neat game insofar as it is like um. I don't know. It it does it does the sort of collectathon thing in a way that doesn't make you obsessed about collecting everything, but more just kind of like inundates you with stuff to do and collect and get better at that you just kind of always have something to do. Um, it's fun. It's a it's a very addictive game. Um, I've also been playing the um, uh, the friends of uh, Ringo Ishikawa, which is very good um, in sort of a um, in sort of like a uh, 
I don't know, kind of almost like a, a, a Criterion Collection way, um, in that it is like a beautiful game. It is very fun uh, in short bursts and can also be sort of like boring in the way that Italian uh, like realism is boring, <laughs> where like you're just like, this is amazing, but it is just real life. Um, but it rocks. Like it is very good. It is worth your time. Um, you should definitely just like open it up and play it. And like, at the very least enjoy listening to the incredible OST and like the, the art and just like the, the, I don't know. It's, it's a super unique game. It's kind of like if someone took river city ransom and made it a very serious game, (laughs) um, but didn't take away any of the fun stuff. Like, you know, you're still fighting people all the time. You're still, you still can like smoke cigarettes and stuff. You can just like sit on the bay and look at Tokyo. It's, 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 it's sweet. It's very fun. Um, so I'd, I'd absolutely, uh, suggest it for, for anyone recommend it. Cool. Yeah. Well, John, um, another week down, another week down. Well, I will talk to you soon. Uh, where can people find your stuff? You have something coming out about Hades, yep. I, I'm, I'm, I'm to understand. writing another... Uh, for me, it's a retrospective. But for most people, it is a launch, uh, a launch article. Because um, <laughs> I've already written about something about Hades for Goonhammer.com, where I, all of my, video, my written video game reviews appear. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. writing a second piece uh, to coincide with launch weekend. Uh, which go up in the next couple days, uh, describing you know what I f- my my later feelings about the end of the game, about systems, about um, how great all the weapons are in the game, and basically just catching yeah. up with the game as it comes out. Okay, nice. Sounds like something worth reading. Um, I don't have anything coming out. I guess someone, uh, like I said earlier on, I got, I did, or no, I said this off air. Uh, Pocket recommended my old uh, Fortnite article at uh, the outline. Um, a, a publication no longer updating, nope. so kind of a weird, kind of a weird uh, flex of pockets. But you know what? That's fine. Um, I've already gotten one uh, unsolicited email from it. That's pretty fun. So, uh, I, I mean, legitimately fun. It was kind of like an interesting one. It wasn't mean or anything. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, nothing else really. Uh, just you know, keep your eyes on the the old podcast the old feed. Podcast feed. All right, let's get out of here. I need to go to sleep. All right. Good night. <laughs>